0: You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage Podcast. Let's go! What is up everybody? Wildcard weekend is done and over with. All right. We I I think a lot of upsets, I don't know what upsets, but things I didn't think were going to happen. I'll just focus on the NFC. I got uh, Josh Moser coming up. We had a chat with him the other day. That was before these games were played. So, uh, you know, we we were just trying, to, you know, talking about all things Packers, all the, the playoff scenarios and all the things. But now we know what what what, what happened. And I was, I was actually very surprised because I didn't think the Vikings could uh could win i said i posted on my facebook posted on my twitter that the vikings would lose by 13 points and they ended up winning and uh i don't even know how it happened really because <laughs> like I, I give no faith to the vikings like Kirk cousins i get no faith to him but they won so shout out to viking fans and all the pack of fans who say that like i'm a jinx because when they always say like stop predicting games you're a jinx i don't believe in jinx and if 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 it is a real thing, I was right 13 times this year because I predict the Packers to win every single week. Every week I talk trash, every week the Vikings sometimes it backfires on me when they're playing someone else, but not when they're playing the Packers. Because the Packers swept them. So all the Viking fans were talking all this mess about all oh, the the Packers are the luckiest 13 3 team of all time and all this. The the refs are always in your side. Those are excuses. You say that you're a great team, but better than a Packers. But we beat you twice this season, and like, just just stop. Enough is enough already. All right, you're not as good as the Packers. You proved it. And if you can beat the Niners and get to the NFC Championship game, we'll meet you there. All right, and we'll beat you for a third time. And uh, as far as the Seattle Seahawks winning, like I thought that was a dirty hit on uh, Wentz. Like I didn't see it at the time; I was in the bathroom, but I, I saw the replay and all that stuff. That to me, that was a dirty hit. He was already going to the ground. He like he 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 like speared them. Pointed his head down like I don't know. I I get it. know they're moving fast. They can't uh you know, aim like where where they want to aim, but to me that was dirty. But I the Seahawks do not scare me whatsoever. I'm not worried about the Seahawks. The Packers will beat the Seahawks. And I I like me some Russell Wilson cuz he uh he, you know, he he played Wisconsin for a minute. But not this week. This week as far as I dude, I am I'm so stoked about this uh about this game. This is our redemption. And we, we, we already got redemption because you know, the Seahawks got the best of the Packers a few times. We already got that back. But now, this is the time. Because, dude, if you watch that game, do the Seahawks really scare you? Do they really impress you? Like, they, they were playing a, a, versus a quarterback who's his 17th year. The dude is old as hell. Like, he... They barely beat him. Like he came, went down the field over and over, and they just couldn't get in the end zone. They went for it on fourth down that time. It didn't work out. The Seahawks do not scare me at all. I'm not concerned at all. So everyone says, don't jinx them. That If, if, if that's what I do, then that's what I'm doing. Because I, I full heartedly believe, I guarantee you a victory. Versus the Seattle Seahawks at Lambeau Field, that game is going to be epic, and the Packers are going to win. They're going to win big. They're going to be ready to play. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, all those boys are going to be running around like animals. All right, that that offense does not scare me. They got they went out. Uh, they got Marshawn Lynch back, beast mode, and I see him doing his thing. He still got it. Like I was surprised that boy could still uh you know put a hurt on some people, but I ain't worried. Zadarius Smith, the most uh, underrated, the most. Like got st- uh, snubbed on a Pro Bowl, snubbed on the All Pro team. Like and to me, it's just ridiculous. He's hungry. He wants a Super Bowl. The whole team does. They're gonna get it. And if that offense turns it on, and, and we get a little bit of light, like we had like in the last few years. I, obviously, Aaron Jones is gonna do his thing. I, I have I have full faith in Aaron Jones. He's in, he, he's a beast, and he'll 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 do his thing. But we need to get that the passing game going a little bit. Show them what we still got it. You know what I mean. But I ain't worried, and Viking fans, you know, just calm down. Bear fans, shh, grown folks talking. You don't get to talk, Bear fans, because you ain't in it. You ain't in the tournament as, uh, I forget, Martin. Uh, anyways, I forgot what, what name I was going to say. But I got a great episode. I just had to get that off my back because I, I just got to watch these games. But I got a great episode with Josh Moser, the Mos knows on uh, Twitter, an Instagram. You can find my on Facebook, Josh Moser. He's a Fox 11 sports director uh, here in Green Bay. He is a host of Inside the Huddle. We have players come on. It's a great show. I've been to a few times. Donald Driver was there once. And uh, James Jones was there. I met him. And uh, so, uh, good dude. Very knowledgeable about all things Packers. Let's get into this thing because uh, you don't want to hear me ramble on, even though that's what the point of this podcast is. But uh, right before we get to this, though. If you're looking for uh, tickets for anything, concerts, football games, baseball games, basketball games, anything that needs a ticket, check out SeatGeek. You can download the app. You can go through a list of all the things, all all the things that they have tickets for. Use promo code MattRamage, all one word, and you get $20 off your first order. So check it out. SeatGeek, the only place that you need to get your tickets for all the things that you need. Get out the house, people. The off season's coming up. Go buy a ticket. Go to a play. Do people still do that? I don't know. But, appreciate y'all listening. And, uh, hope y'all enjoy this conversation with Mr. Josh Moser. I am here with the man, the legend, Green Bay's Adam Schefter, as I call him. Josh Moser. The Mos knows on Twitter, Instagram, you can find on Facebook. How's it going today, Josh?
1: Great way to start the new year. Packers in the playoffs. Some warm weather. I don't see any snow outside my apartment, so all is good.
0: Yeah, the, the, this is like huge because the Packers are in the playoffs. No one thought that that they would make the playoffs. Everyone was saying six and ten. Like you, you've seen all the videos. Like NFL Network was, uh, you know, doing predictions at, at the beginning of the year. People had them six and ten, coming in fourth in in the division. But now the Packers are on top, division champs and got a bye week like how great is this
1: it's rare I mean I, I think you know I mean I'm coming from Denver covering the Broncos I was there kind of through the whole Tim Tebow into Peyton Manning and they won the Super Bowl and obviously you've got Rodgers here and they had this eight consecutive years with the playoff run you get rid of Mike McCarthy and, and now you've got this new head coach and, and they're back they go from six wins to 13 wins Turnarounds like that don't happen very very often but uh this is a place i don't think a lot of people expected this team to be unless you talk to the actual guys they expected to be here all along i know james jones is always saying the packers are going 16 and 0 yeah but uh you know i'm I'm excited that buy is huge it changes a lot of things and uh it's crazy i mean you're a pass interference away you know call away from being really the one seed at 13 and three but uh I mean, that home game at Lambeau's huge. The body rest this week is huge, especially given how banked up the offensive line is. And, I, you know, you're in the dance. So you got in. So now all you got to do is win. So they're in it.
0: That's what I remember. Uh, Herb Edwards, you, you used to say that a lot. He's like, you just want to get to the dance. And they're, they're in the dance. But I don't think that LaFleur gets enough credit. Like, I, I know a lot of people talking, but whenever I hear anyone like all like the the – People talking about, like, Coach of the Year stuff. I don't really see his name come up in that a lot. And I think he deserves so much credit because, like, how hard is it to take a team? There's new pieces. A lot has changed. You got veteran quarterback who you have to try to get the buy into your thing. And, like, they're succeeding. I mean, they're not doing it the prettiest all the time, but they're winning.
1: Yeah, I think Matt LaFleur definitely deserves a lot of credit, especially – you look, given Look at the other first-year head coaches around the league. I think he's got more wins, 13, than probably most of those other guys combined. That being said, I think he inherited the best team. But you know more so than Matt, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit just as far as, as building a culture. And he changed a lot of things. He made it more player-friendly. And I think really all of the credit and a lot of credit needs to go to Brian Gutekunst. I mean... You bring in Z'Darrius Smith, in my opinion, I think he's you know a top three defensive player in the league this year. Uh, I know his numbers don't necessarily show the, the amount of sacks, but he was a huge, huge get. And then the combination to pair him with Preston, I, the two of them have been phenomenal on the edge. It changed the entire scope of this defense. And then I think Adrian Amos needs to be talked about more and, and Billy Turner as well played the most snaps on the offensive line. And then you hit on Elton Jenkins who I think didn't give up a single sack all season. You hit on Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary. I'm you know, he's contributing a little bit. Very curious to see, you know, how he develops moving forward. But I mean Goody brought in some big pieces and we haven't seen a free agent class like this in a long time. In Green Bay so you hit on a couple draft picks you basically get four starters and studs in the free agent market and this is the most complete team and I would even say Tyler Irvin's been a great move getting him in the return game here late in the season I mean that's really opened things up for Sean Meninga and it's changed a lot for this Packers team basically going from last in the return game to actually having a threat and being able to get that offense better field position
0: that's what I like, that that they actually, like, made a move. Because a lot of times, like, we have a weakness, and it's like, that's just what it is. But, like, he's trying. He he went and got, like, some pieces trying to, you know, move some stuff around. And I, I think that, like, a lot of teams have tried to do what the Packers did this offseason. Like, Washington, they used to always, like, spend all the money. I think the Raiders did it a few times where they spend all the money, and then it just doesn't pan out to nothing. Like, they hit. Like, they got good guys. Like, Preston and Zedarius Smith were key, and obviously Amos. and. But I just like how, like, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith seem to, like, bring that defense together. Like, they're obviously really good friends. They're hanging out. And uh, that, that whole defense seems like they're just, like, tight. And they, that's what it takes, I think, to have one of those great defenses.
1: Yeah, and people are always wanting to know the numbers on the field. But the chemistry off the field and having a lot room and being surrounded – guys they always say buying in I mean it's it's different I've been a lot of, around a lot of really really good teams and there's always an energy in the locker room the Burrs had it in 2018 you could tell everyone's getting along I understand winning is a cure all and everyone's going to be happy that they're winning but when you genuinely like the people on a daily basis that you're working with and you're close to these people it makes such a difference when you're playing for one another and I, I think Zadarius and how he's taken on the leadership role has been phenomenal. The offense, obviously, you know, has Aaron Jones, has Aaron Rodgers, has Devontae Adams. You know, they've been playing well, but specifically the defense. They hang out all the time. The personalities mesh. And, you know, you might have the best 11 players on the field, but with no communication and when you guys are playing for one another, you're going to lose games. And this defense... Has that chemistry, that camaraderie, and the personalities fit. And then you've got Mike Pettin, who I also think deserves a lot of credit. And uh, I'm curious to see if Raven Green gets back in. They activated him. He's another piece, you know, kind of that dime linebacker. He's been great when he was healthy. It just creates another sub package for Pettin. We've seen Chand Sullivan kind of playing that role, but Raven was really, really good in that Bears game with that. And uh, they've got every piece they need on defense. And I think. You know, you let the other teams beat up on themselves here in the wild card round. You get to sit back and watch at home on the couch, and uh, get a home game in Lambo. It's really all you can ask for. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: I, I think. And 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 if this offense, because like the offense isn't like everyone expects, like forty points, but they've been just doing enough. Don't turn it over. Besides, you know, a, a few times they had they had a few games, but uh, the defense is going to keep you in the game. So just don't play. Don't do nothing stupid. And then at the end, they've been squeaking these wins out.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really what matters. You know, Aaron Rodgers saying, went ugly all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. But, you know, granted, he threw for over 300 yards this last game in the regular season finale against the Lions. He got to his, his benchmark 4,000 on the season, but you've got to get Aaron Jones touches. you got to get Jamal Williams touches. You've got to get Devontae Adams involved. Not necessarily on the deep pass, but you've got to get him touches, and I mean, pretty much, you know, they talk about third down, third down efficiency. That's really where they struggle the most. They can't keep putting themselves in these third and eights. And what we're kind of seeing is a lot there, they're going for these deep shots. And, you know, I'm fine with going, you know, three yards, four yards, and then all of a sudden have a third and three. You know, nothing wrong with that. You know, and if you want to go on that fourth down, that's even even better. So basically, you know, just average two and a half yards per touch. I mean, that's really all you need. And, uh... You know, you've got your deep threats, but get people touches. You don't always have to make the home run play. Just keep those chains moving. And as you said, they got that defense. And I think that changes everything. And uh, I know they're always looking for explosive plays is what they call them. But, you know, control the clock. You know, keep the opposing offense off the field. And I think we're going to see a lot of that at Lambeau in this first game. We're going to see some field conditions. We're going to see some cold weather. And uh, I think they really need to play differently than they would elsewhere and uh, that's the advantage that they have because they know how to do it
0: yeah I, I noticed that like the scene like signs unnecessarily just like chucking it deep and that and I get that like in the past at work and and they they like that big game you know but yeah it you need to get Aaron Jones the ball you need to get Jamal Williams like everything that you said I totally agree with like they, they, they don't always have to, have to go for the big one
1: no and I mean Devonte Adams is impossible to guard in the slot I mean but you obviously want to move him out wide just because he's capable of that big play but you know you've got very good blocking receivers we've seen kumaro pancake people toronto allison does a great job in there you know but it's again it's just getting touches getting rhythm and i've got no problem with these quick hitters all of the time and then let them load the box on the quick hitters and then go play action and then you've got your you know one-on-one go route you know that jeff janice was so good at that hopefully marquez can be on the same page as Rodgers and catch the ball or, you know, I think it's more just about this offense and I think that's the best part about this week, get to reset a little bit. Uh, The timing was off. You can talk through a lot of things. You can figure out what you want to run. And obviously you get to watch this weekend and and see what they're going to bring. And I think uh, more than anything though for the players, it's a mental break. It's a mental, it's a physical break. A lot of them are still here in town spending New Year's here, they had practice on Thursday on the 2nd, and they've got the weekend off back in the facility on Monday. But, I mean, you, I bet you, you know, they're, they're watching the game together, you know, today. I mean, that's just the type of team that it is. And they're going to have 60 minutes of football in that divisional game. And, uh, you know, I, I think this team has a very good chance to, to move on to that NFC Championship game.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Like, <clears throat> like today, or th- this weekend... Uh, the Vikings are playing the Saints. Seahawks are playing the Eagles. In my opinion, I think it's going to be the Saints and the Seahawks. I don't. I don't know the, the Seahawks-Eagles game. I think is more tough, but I don't. I don't see the Vikings moving on. But I really hate the Vikings, and I know that you're a professional <laughs> and you got to keep it like whatever. But I can't stand the Vikings or their fans <laughs> lately because they've been just like all over me. I, I always think it's funny though because like the Viking fans will say Packers ain't moving on the playoffs. They suck, but we swept them, and then they say they just got excuses. I know that you're a professional, so you can't get on my Vikings hate. But uh, what what do you think? Uh, who do you think moves on this weekend?
1: Uh, I, I think the Vikings are the best team on paper in the NFC North. I, I hate to say it. Um, when Kendricks went out, that changed the entire dynamic of the game. Uh, their linebacker, I, I think uh, he should have been a Pro Bowler. Um, they've got a very good edge but you know like US Bank is a very very tough place to play the Superdome in New Orleans is a very very tough base to play and yeah. especially on turf with those weapons I think we will see the Saints most likely here at Lambeau Field and you go back to that pass interference penalty I mean they basically get it two years in a row cost them going to the Super Bowl yeah. cost them from getting a first round bye. Uh, the Packers would have been the one The Saints would have been the two and they just have so many weapons, and obviously the familiarity with the Packers. You've got Jared Cook, who's played in situations at, you know, games at Lambeau. Man, if they would have kept him, that whole Martellus Bennett experiment kind of didn't pan out at all. And then you've got Taysom Hill, who I know everyone loves on the highlight reel, and is your kind of weapon X, can play four different positions. But uh, I, I see the Saints moving on. Uh, Michael Thomas is undoubtedly the, the best receiver in football this year, in my opinion. I think, you know, Kamara, back and healthy. Remember, they've got Latavius Murray, who was a former Vikings. They've got good backs out of the backfield. You've got Cook in the tight end spot. you still got a lot of speed on that team. You've got a great offensive line. You've got a Hall of Famer a quarterback. And that defense doesn't get enough credit. They've got playmakers much like the Packers. Uh, Latimer's great. Um, they, they're, they've got playmakers at every level, Kim Jordan. So I, I think... I think we're gonna see the Saints here in Green Bay and then as far as the other game, it could really go either way. Philly's been banged up with injury, Seattle has been banged up with injury. I I think Russell Wilson's had a spectacular season. I think he was the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, obviously Mark Jackson on the other side. But um I, I could see that game going either way. I, yeah, I, see I, the I agree with that. coming out of it. Uh, Jordan, you need Jordan Howard, uh, former Bear. I mean, when he's on, he's different. I think they're getting Nelson Aguilar back. Uh, We haven't really seen Alshon Jeffrey. Ertz is a phenomenal player, but they need more weapons on offense. They need to score points, and it's just kind of unfortunate luck for the Seahawks. I mean, you basically lose all three running backs. You know, it was awesome to see Marshawn Lynch go beast mode and, you know, get a touchdown, and, you know, you root for him as a fan, but... I mean, he is no pro-size Chris Carson. I mean, it's 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 a struggle back there. They need to run the ball, and um, I, I see that going either way. But it's, it's so hard to win on the road. You just never want to pick road teams. And uh, being at home, flying across the country, it's a huge, huge advantage. And remember, the Seahawks played Sunday night, too. So they've had little rest, or the fewest amount of rest comparatively, and uh, – I, I hope they can pull it out. I mean, I don't think it's really going to matter. To be honest with you, I think San Francisco wins at home next week, and then I, I think the Packers end up going to the Bay Area.
0: Yeah, and uh, that—that's that, what worries me. Because, like, and like I, I agree with you that the Vikings are a good team. Like, it's mostly just razzing up their fans, but they just seem to not win in in big moments. I don't. Know, and I wouldn't put it all on Kirk Cousins because, like, I know he's got the record, like on Monday Night Football and all this other stuff. But sure. they just don't – I think that separates the great teams from the good teams is you win. Because everyone's giving the Packers crap about, well, they, they win ugly, but, you know, they, you know, this and that. Like, that's it, – it's about winning. It's finding ways to win because the Lions lost a lot of close games. And the Packers are winning the, the close games. I think that's what's key to, like, going to that next level.
1: I mean, if, if you look at the NFC North and you compare it to other divisions around the league – I think top to bottom, they are—they were the toughest division this year prior to Matthew Stafford getting hurt. Uh, I mean, the Lions just got decimated with injury. We saw the lull in the Bears once, you know, Trubisky went down, had his injury, and but I mean, the Vikings, the Packers, obviously both teams are in the playoffs. You've got Dalvin Cook, who who arguably is the best. Running back in the NFC, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey's there. You can kind of use him in different ways, but as a true running back, Dalvin Cook is is, is phenomenal. Yeah, um, he, he gives you everything, and they've got great weapons. Adam Thielen's been hurt, but the teams and the schedule that they've played has been really tough. I mean, you could argue it the other way too. You saw a Chiefs team without Patrick Mahomes. You know, I, I would say probably if Mahomes would have played in that game, that would have been a little bit different. You got the Eagles when they were realistically at their best, and uh, you know, it's they've been battle-tested, and at this point, though, it's it's you gotta forget all that. You gotta get healthy. You've got to just execute. We've seen this offense, like, the play calls have been there. You go back to giving Matt LeFleur, you know, more credit. I know Aaron Rodgers was seen saying that was a bleeping, you know, bad play call last this last game, but... You know, Jimmy Graham catches a couple of passes. I mean, it's completely different in a couple games. And MVS has had his drops. John Mileson's had his drops. But if they're just a little bit better and they can make those plays, these teams are blowing people out. They're not just winning. They're blowing people out. So, and then you've got the defense. So, yeah. and you're playing at home. And we'll see what happens. But. The, the Saints, I think, that's the one team in the NFC that I don't want to see. I, I would rather see the 49ers than the Saints, but, uh, you know, hoping that the Vikings, you know, take them deep into the game and give them a contest, and then we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, the, the Saints scare me, but I'm, I'm hoping, like, if they, you know, they'll have to come to Lambeau, and maybe it's cold, maybe, maybe you know, like... like the offense, like you said, they they start catching. Rogers catches fire. The defense does a zing. They 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 play a a, a complete game because the playoffs is so much different than the, re- the the rest of the year. Like everyone should be fired up, ready to go. And uh, yeah, the, playing in in uh, San Francisco though, that 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 worries me. It, for some reason, they don't they don't seem to do well up there.
1: The Packers have had problems covering tight ends the entire season over the middle of the field and. Uh, you could argue a couple of different things. But a, a lot of it has to do with communication. And you're seeing Jared Cook, who is, is an elite tight end, in my opinion. And, you know, kind of, he's an, an older guy, but, I mean, he he is so tough. And then George Kittle is probably the best tight end in football this year. Yeah. Just as far as what he can do. And the big, long touchdown that he had the last game, I mean, that was a completely blown assignment. And I think this defense, they have to communicate. And you remember when they're on the road, the crowd is quiet. So they should have no problem communicating when the defense is on the field. But you can't give up those big plays. You've got to know your assignments. And you forget, though, that the Packers haven't been in the playoffs in three years. So as far as players that have actually played at this level, I'm thinking Zedarius played last year one game. You've got... On defense, there's there's not a lot of guys. It's uh, Blake was a rookie. On offense, you had Mason Crosby was Aaron. You've got most of the offensive line. You've got Devonte Adams. Um, I think
0: and Amos Adams. Amos with the Bears.
1: Amos with the Bears. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of these guys like Jair's never been in a playoff game. Obviously, Tremont has been through so many. Yeah. Um, but you got Jair. You got Kevin King. You've got you know Preston. I don't think has been in the playoff game with Washington. He might have been in one. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens, and uh, it, it goes down to execution. It's almost like a playoff game, you say, like, you should be ready, you should be ready. It's almost like you're too hyped up. You've got to calm down yeah. just because you have so much energy, and the nice thing about Lambeau Field, you hear players complain about the field surface all the time, and part of me feels like the Packers want a sloppy field. You see everybody slipping all over the place, and that's going to, slow Michael Thomas down, it's going to slow Alvin Kamara down especially them being on turf. It's going to mix things up. And I think the Packers can use that to their advantage and I think that's a large part of the the win ugly strategy is is using that field to your advantage because you can do different things and because the Packers have played on it, they understand the footing a little bit better. I think the temperature is supposed to be, you know, under 32 degrees I want to say it's going to be in the 20s somewhere but when it's under freezing that ball gets a little colder gets a little bit harder you know, it gets a little bit tougher to catch and uh we'll see what happens but again you're hoping the Vikings give them their best shot and obviously if Minnesota wins they go to San Francisco and then it will either be the Eagles or the Seahawks here and I, I think that's a, a much easier matchup but uh See what
0: happens. Yeah, I, I know a lot of Packer fans are telling me, like, we got to root for the Vikings because we want, like, yeah, I I, I can't do that. Plus, plus I, I think that, like, I don't know, I, I have faith in the Packers. And and I think that it doesn't matter if you, like, get an easier path. And then if you're, you have to beat the best to be the best. Like, you have to win the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. So, like, I mean, I get, like, you match up better versus certain teams and other teams. But uh I, I just can't root for the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I mean, any given Sunday is what they say, but, I mean, you go back to the last Super Bowl, you know, Packers win as, as a sixth seed. Yeah. You know, you, you go back to... The uh, last time the Packers were in the playoffs, 16. You know, they, they're they in the wild-card weekend They beat the Giants, and then you've got Mason Crosby with a phenomenal kick down at Dallas, and he's been money. You know, obviously, two wins against the Lions, but uh, you just got to get in, and, and then you just kind of figure out what happens from there. But, uh you know it's kind of crazy. You, you you could still have Jared Cook. I mean, I remember the throw and catch that he and Aaron yeah. Rodgers had to set up Crosby. I mean, that's I, I will never forget that. Um, it's we'll see. I, mean, I think I that think, was
0: yeah. like one of the bigger mistakes they made. By I, I I don't I don't know the details like the contract and stuff or like what all that was like the reason. But yeah, like he definitely didn't fall off, and that Martellus Bennett thing <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs>
1: Right, I mean, and when when you get a lot of Patriots players, you know, we've seen it before. They, it's kind of interesting, you know you you know it could have been a money issue uh, with the contracts. Yeah, Jerry Cook obviously wanted to get paid. They didn't want to probably pay it as much. As it was an older guy, they like to get away from guys. I would have liked to see Micah Hyde stay here. They didn't give him a contract. He, yeah. he obviously, when he got paid, uh, you could argue Casey Hayward the same thing a little bit earlier. But you know, you're not going to hit on everybody. You know, uh, Josh Jones is another one, second round pick. Quentin Rollins, second round pick. Demarius Randall, first round pick that they tried to convert from a safety to a corner. That didn't work. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing for the Packers this year, they've been very lucky with health. And really, up until this last week, you know, this team was relatively healthy. Devontae Adams missing the four games, I believe, was the most. Lane Taylor went on IR. But, uh, you know, We'll, we'll see what happens, and I think, again, this week is crucial, and uh, I think the players recognize it. There is a heightened sense of urgency. I think Alan Lazard has been trending in the right direction. I think he's had a, a really good season and has been made some really good catches here late, and, uh, you know, well, it's almost like you need that extra player. Like, you know what Kenny Clark's going to give you. You know what Preston and Zadarius are going to give you. You need that fourth guy on defense to really make a play, and on offense, you know what Devonte is going to give you. You know Aaron Jones is going to give you, but who can be that third weapon? Yeah, because like Graham, you've got to you got to get another guy, another skill position player involved, other than those two.
0: Yeah, because like back in the day when they had that that great offense, like Driver Jennings, all those guys, it wasn't like. Every week, one player shining. Like they would like take turns. and was, like James Jones would have a big game. Greg Jennings would have a big game. I mean, they'd all, it would sprinkle around. So like they need like MVS or one of these guys just you know have a, a phenomenal game, ball out and
2: torch them. Exactly, and, and all what all that is, it's matchups.
1: And granted, they didn't have a running back at the time like Aaron Jones. So yeah. obviously things are different. They're running a different offense. But you know when you've got a single high safety that's when you can take your chances. And then it's almost pick your poison, you know. You had, obviously, Driver on the one side. You had Randall Cobb out of the slot. You know, you have Jennings. You've got, I mean, you had so many weapons. And you were blowing people out, really, in the first half. And now, it's how do you get the linebacker on one of these wide receivers? That's the matchup that you're looking for. So, depending on what the defense sets up, you know, if you've got the two high, which we've seen, you know, that's where everything's open over the middle, the short stuff, the quick hitter. You get a wide receiver out in front and, you know, try to get a block. And into that second level, I mean, it's it's not – it's the same thing all of the time. But I, I feel like in that Lions game specifically, there was – the checkdowns were there. You know, you didn't have to hit the home run every time. And, and that's what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers. He's He's got to remember that. But it's, it's hard. You know, I know that he wants it. He sees the matchup. But, you know, the the weapons on offense aren't the same weapons that were on that team in in 2011. And you've got to get Aaron Jones the ball, and you've got a defense. So that's it. So I I think just stay, it's all it is, is just staying within yourselves. You don't want to play from behind, obviously, but. you know, I think all of the pieces are there. I, Corey Lindsley's a big piece. He's got a, a structural issue with his back. So they're just working through it with the trainers. Um, I don't know what that means for him moving forward. He's obviously going to try to play through it, but he's a big piece. I know they just gave Lucas Patrick a contract, but, you know, you need that continuity in that offensive line. And, uh, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, I, I don't want to pick against the Packers at home, and I don't want to pick against anybody at home. But
0: uh, Yeah, home is key, especially in the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah. And the cold weather, I wish it were colder. Right, anything to slow down, you know, whomever they're playing against, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, one last thing I want to talk about. Mike McCarthy is coming back to coaching. He's already, like, I think he's interviewed with the Panthers, Browns, the Giants, and now... The Cowboys, Cowboys, he's going to see today. I don't know. They didn't really call it an interview, but he's going to visit them, so I guess that's an interview. But uh, where do where do you see him going? I mean, like, is there any like, – I don't even know. Like, I think the Panthers would be a good – I don't think the Cowboys would be a good fit because I would never want – if I was a coach, I'd never want to coach for uh, Jerry Jones. So every organization has their little quips. They're all run differently. Yeah. And –
1: you know, we talk about the culture that's been being built here under Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, And you want to find like personalities. You know, you obviously want to look at the personnel that the teams have. Um, specifically, if you look at the Panthers, what's your quarterback situation? Are you moving on from Cam Newton? Does Mike McCarthy get a say in that? Uh, what's going on with salary cap? Who are we going to get? What's our philosophy on going to get players? are you going to have carte blanche from the general manager or is it going to be a situation like in Green Bay where you know, you've know you got Mark Murphy at the top and then kind of Brian Gutekunst was on his own arm Mike McCarthy was on his own arm like you want to find a structure that fits where you have a lot of support and as, as you said about the Cowboys you know Jerry Jones seems like he's still pulling all the strings and then obviously his son you know taking over but you know, Mike McCarthy's a winner. And that's really what they want in Dallas. And they've got a really good roster. They have a talented roster. But, the, you know, the pressures there are different. But, you know, you use, like, the college basketball term, the Blue Bloods, right? You've got the Patriots. You've got the Cowboys. You've got the Packers. You've got the Bears. Um, you know, you've got the Steelers. You know, your, your classic old-school national teams. Yeah, And... There's value in that, and I think of I think that job is maybe the, the highest paid, but I think it also comes with the highest expectations. I know for Mike McCarthy, from whom I've talked to, he really wants to go to the New York Giants. You got a stable front office. You got Danny Dimes, a quarterback who is arguably, you know, has pest potential that needs to be groomed, and that's really what Mike McCarthy, you know, is known for. Granted, I mean, he you know had Favre and Rogers. Um, and obviously the players have a lot to do with that too. But you've got Saquon Barkley up there. You've got a great tight end in Ingram. You've got Golden Tate is still very good. You've got Sterling Shepard if you can get through all this concussion stuff as a weapon. Slayton has been good. You've got a good defense. You've got a good defensive coordinator. I'm sure Mike McCarthy will bring in his own guys. But you know, I think New York, especially given that division too, you know, I think they've got a they've got a chance there with Washington. Obviously, Ron Rivera taking over there. He's still got issues with the the Eagles and kind of what they're going to do, and and then the Cowboys. So I think you've got familiarity, and and I like the NFC. Michael carter has been in the NFC his entire career. So I think he's got a lot more familiarity, knows a lot about the teams, and then it's really just finding a fit for him and letting him implement his plan accordingly. And then, as we've seen, when you're given that type of freedom i guess and your plan doesn't work you're gone on black monday yeah so it's uh it's a catch 22 but that's the business of football and uh you know it's pretty much set up that that you're supposed to go eight and eight i mean that's supposed to be what it is and can you find these moments and when in the fourth quarter can you turn the tables a little bit and and that's really what it comes down to. He always says, you know, let's get to ten wins, and then we'll start talking about playoffs. So um, we'll see. I, th- I think he'll end up somewhere, but I think New York is the best fit personally.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Mike McCarthy. And, I, and a lot of fans on Twitter, they got a lot of opinions. But I I I've always liked McCarthy. He brought us the Super Bowl. I was like that. We respected the history. He you know like when he left, he had that video like he wanted to record one more time. Like the, the the stadium and all that, I like that that yeah. like he respected you know Lambeau Field. So he for me like I'll, I'll always root for him, but I'd rather root for him in the AFC. <laughs>
1: but I, yeah, I don't and, I mean
0: I don't Lee think that'll happen.
1: Obviously, right? You've got Elliot Wolf. Apparently, there was some you know some beef between uh, you know when Ted was stepping down, if if Elliot Wolf would get the GM and then McCarthy, and then obviously McCarthy was offered the job last year by Dorsey to go to Cleveland and then there was the hang up over Freddie Kitchens they said Freddie Kitchens needs to stay on because Baker and they wanted him there and McCarthy wanted him gone he wanted to bring in his own regime and here you are a year later you're gonna walk into that Um, I think there's a lot of familiarity there Alonzo Highsmith is there as well but uh, I yeah you want him in the AFC because you don't want to see him as a Packers fan but I think you know McCarthy's gonna end up going where well we'll see we'll see what he's offered first and then, uh, you know, but last year was the Cardinals were very interested. And too far away, you had the Jets, and it was kind of an interesting whole situation over there. You had the Browns, and then, you know, he had knee surgery this offseason, and he's been looking at the film, and, you know, he's still got kids in the area, obviously. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I uh, wish him nothing but the best. He's always been very nice to me. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for him to kind of uh, – you know, get a second chance if you will and uh it's kind of crazy it was him and Sean Payton when McCarthy was originally hired and then uh Payton got the the Saints job so yeah. uh here we are got it's like 13 14 years later now so
0: yeah i think any any team that has a, a like a, a like a, a, a potential elite quarterback i think McCarthy can do wonders i think he's a great quarterback Guru, or whatever you want to call it. He has that quarterback school. So, like, anyone who has a quarterback who, like, thinks they have potential to be great, I think hiring McCarthy would be a good move.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you need an elite quarterback to win games. It's just, you see it every year. You've got to have a good quarterback. When you don't, you know, I mean, you got Jameis Winston's perfect example. You know, 30 plus touchdown passes, 30 interceptions. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's. It's boomer bust, and I think he set, like, a passing record for the league, you know, in total yards. But, yeah, he did. you know, I don't even know what the Bucks ended up. They're not in the playoffs.
0: No, so. they're not. I don't, I, think, I don't even know what they're I think they've got to be 500 or but, 100.
1: you know, he's a, he's a prime example. And is Dak Prescott elite? I don't know. Um, you know, it, you – again, if you, like, find a different guy, you can find success. Like, Taysom Hill is a phenomenal athlete. Even if he would have stayed in Green Bay – they would have never used him because you're not taking Rogers out.
2: So, yeah. granted, it's Breeze and you're probably not taking Breeze out. But
1: then you've got Taysom who can hit you in a different way. They, they, you know, I think if Lafleur were here already, I think it might have been different. Find ways to use him, and then you forget you got Teddy Bridgewater back there too. I think, yeah. I think Bridgewater ends up as a starter somewhere or will get a chance. I think he showed enough during his time. So we'll, yeah, we'll I think he should. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, he's got a phenomenal story too. I know he's a Viking and you know all that jazz. But uh, I yeah I no I, I, I I've it's always been rooted very interesting for a uh, couple weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I've always rooted for Bridgewater because that that injury he had was that that was nasty. Like I, I hate the Vikings and all that, but I don't uh I don't hate on yeah. players like injuries and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, and that's the other thing. I mean, you're one play away from from being done and. You know that's what's hard when you spend big in free agency is you lose all these draft picks and you shorten your window. And that's the Packers; they want that sustained success you build through the draft. And it's kind of the wrong term, but if you blow your load and spend all your money and empty the cupboards for you know the two-year window, and then all of a sudden you better win or else in the next five years you're you've got no cornerstones. So yeah, oh, risk risk reward. That's uh, what it is. And, and I mean that's what you've seen, you know, realistically with with the Bears, you know, and, and getting Khalil Mack, and we've seen the Raiders basically, you know, get rid of their chances, and now they'll they'll start rebuilding here as they move to Las Vegas. So it, it's all cyclical. We've seen the the, you know, the rise of the Bills, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens if, if Cincinnati can find their way out the cellar, and. Uh, they got Tony Brown now, so uh, I'm sure he'll be there without a shirt on and yeah. uh, <laughs> having a good time.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and uh, talking all the stuff because I, you know, the the stuff I don't know, which is mostly everything.
1: <laughs> right. No, no, not at all. Any any time we can talk about all the fan stuff, and it's it's awesome to see. It. And for everybody listening, I mean, you know, it's this is what it's for. It's it's entertainment and. You're so entertaining. You've garnered so much respect from the players and from everybody that's quote unquote in the business just by being yourself. And, and that's what this is. It's it's fun. Sports connects people, and that's why we're all involved. It's it's what we do, and it's uh, sometimes crazy. You know, I get to I get to do this for a living. I get to wake up and say, shoot, you know, this is what I'm making money, and I can afford a you know a little apartment, and you know, live off of this for a while, and. Hopefully,
0: uh, we're doing this all the way through Miami. Yeah, I, I actually like your job. But, like, people ask me like sometimes, like, do, do you want to be, like, uh, an analyst or whatever? Like, I, I have no, like, that's not, a, wouldn't be a job for me because, uh, but I, I like what I'm doing. Like, you know, I, I get a chance to talk to a few players and, like, go to the, the Packer games and meet all these, like, cool Packer fans. It's always, it's really fun. I wouldn't mind, like, making money off it so I don't have to work at a cheese factory. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like uh, built to be like an analyst or any type of uh, professional
1: you know we, we just need that Bob Mentory magic man he flipped <laughs> the industry on it's head and uh, you have too I mean you've created something that, that didn't exist before and it's, it's fun it's refreshing it's awesome and I think that's why people are gravitating to you and man, we gotta do, we gotta do one of these at the Cheese Factory. Yeah. Man, you gotta do your own show at the Cheese Factory. That'd be sweet.
0: Yeah, well, the the, the thing that I, I always try to do is, like, you know, like ESPN or, or like, all these, like, uh, cable stations, they'll, like, have their list and people complain and they argue and, like, they don't have a say, but, like, anybody can have a say because, like, literally anybody can make a podcast. Like, I just have a laptop and a microphone. It's I don't have anything fancy. So, like, anybody can do it. So, like, if people want to have a podcast and you'll just do it, or make a video. If you got something to say, put it on your social media, and then like I, I did, and then I know people just started following. But like anybody can do it, so like it, it's just fun. It's not that serious.
1: Heck yeah! I mean, yeah, give Matt a follow, follow along, and if you got questions for me, happy to answer. And it's it's about the audience, and, and you're talking to the players is cool, but. You know, and, and you do develop good relationships with a few of them. But for me, it's about the audience, and that's the, the fans, and that's who you relate to. And it's the story. I met this one family here in Green Bay. Every Sunday, they get together and watch the game in their basement, and they range from 98 years old. It's four generations uh, to uh, an infant. And every Sunday, they get together and, and watch the game. And, you know, you the fans, you know, obviously all the SoCal Packerbackers and, and Drew and... Yeah you know, you meet all these people, Frank, another guy, and, I mean, it's just, it's just fun, and it's, uh that's what it's about, it's about the memories and the team, and, you know, we're, we're all in the middle of it, and, you know, no better feeling to start the new year than with the Packers in the playoffs.
0: Exactly, you know, yeah, I've met so many cool Packer fans, I've been to games, like people just say, hey, you wanna come to the game with me, I was in a front row, front row right, right, behind, right behind the offensive bench, then I was, like, up in, uh, the club seats or whatever, like the next week, like that was crazy. Like I've never had seats like that either of them, and uh, yeah, it, it's pretty cool They're just the people that that I've got to meet, like Drew, Frank, like th- those guys are rock stars, and uh, there's so many other people that uh, I just got to meet. You know, at Lambeau Field, they just come up and say hi. It's it's pretty awesome.
1: We we got to turn you into like uh, dude, there's a guy for the Clippers. I'm from Los Angeles. His name's Clipper Daryl. Yeah, He's been like the super fan, but. Uh, I think I think it's it's just starting. We're doing we're doing some damage with Ramage. Yeah, see what happens in the the new year.
0: We're just getting started here. Hey, while you're here, like, what do you think about the about about the Bucks? I'm not a huge basketball guy, but like I see them like like I I watch when I can. My kids are are huge Bucks fans. But uh, how they doing?
1: Giannis Giannis is special, and I mean it's been the best run in. The, you know, the regular season in franchise history here. You know, I think they started off 30-5, and five, and Giannis has been healthy. I mean, imagine if this, if this team still had Malcolm Brogdon, they're running through the East. And, I mean, they're obviously running through the East now. But Giannis, you know, he's in, in basketball. I mean, you forget there's, you know, 53 players on a football team. In basketball, you got 12 people. So you've got 30 teams. So you're, you're looking at roughly 500 people less than in the world at this and Giannis I think is the most athletic person for his size on the planet and you watch him on TV and it's so different than when you see him in person and how much ground he covers and what he's able to do and you know you look at this team prior to coach Bud you had Jason Kidd it was a toxic situation they really didn't want to play for him kind of like what we talked about was Darius and out of the floor making, you know, that energy in the locker room. Yeah. The Bucks have that. The Bucks have that chemistry. And you know, George Hill's a phenomenal vet. He does a great job. You bring in Brooke Lopez's brother. You know, now you've got the two brothers on the team. They're a little bit different with Robin and you know, you've got Chris Middleton who's real easy going and they they found people that, that fit and they want to play for one another. And DiVincenzo's turned out to be a really good draft pick out of Villanova. And we'll we'll see what happens. But, I mean, the key for them is staying healthy. It's a long season. you got 82 games. So, through the first, you know, almost 40%, they've been great. But they've got to be healthy down the stretch. Obviously, the Celtics will will challenge and, and we'll see what happens. But Giannis is – he, he's just one of those people where you just watch him move and you're just in awe just of his athleticism. Yeah. It's just – it's incredible. Um, you know, you go back to the the Kareem days, and you know that's probably you know something like that. And there's it, just no player that's ever been like him in, in the world. And we'll we'll see what happens. I think he's the future face of the NBA. If he didn't have such a hard last name to pronounce, <laughs> yeah. and not to Kumpo, I think you know his stardom would even be even larger and. He doesn't want any of it. He, he likes to stay in Milwaukee. He's been, you know, asked to do a lot of things in L.A. and do Space Jam 2 with LeBron. And, he, and he's like, no, that's not my thing. You know, he just wants to play hoops. And, um, you know, it's the uh, has got a chance. Bucks got a real chance. Except they're going up against my Lakers. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. If that happens, I, I can't wait to watch it in person.
0: Yeah, cause, like, I'm not a huge, huge basketball guy, but, like, I, I support, like, all, all Wisconsin sport, you know, when I, when, like, when I can especially if they're winning. No, but my kids tell me about it because they're, they're, they're huge bucks, guys. And uh, this, do you think yeah. he's going to stay? Like, honestly, I, I heard people talking about, like, you know, when, you know, if, if they don't win, then he'll, you know, go to L.A. or somewhere.
1: Um, I am not that close with him. Um, I only get to see him, you know, a, a few times a year when I go down there, um... I mean, I'm not close with him at all. So yeah. I, I mean, the, the Bucks are going to offer him the max deal, which I believe is somewhere around 250 million dollars. <laughs> wow, is crazy, which is kind of crazy. Um, kind of, it is. I mean, I couldn't imagine making that kind of money in my lifetime. I know. Uh, right? But I, you know, um, it, it's up to him. You know, I hope he it, it does. It's, it's you know, it's we'll, we'll we'll see what happens.
2: I think
0: it's too early, anyway. They got a they got this season to go and. You know, yeah, this
1: summer he yeah. he wants to win. I mean, you talk to him and you, you forget that he's young. I don't even think he's twenty five. twenty. I don't even think he's twenty five. I think I think he's still twenty four. Right. It's it's crazy. It's, yeah, um, It's he's yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, this last these last few years, I know the Packers have had a little bit of a lull here. But I mean, you had. The Brewers were were a game away from the World Series in 2018. If Christian Yellich doesn't get hurt at the end of this season, I think they make a deep run, you know, and they're back in the NLCS. You've got Wisconsin football has been, you know, a very solid team here. Um, granted, they just lost in the Rose Bowl, but they've been great. You've got championship teams at the college level. Um, you've got... The, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers still. Yeah. You've got the Bucks. I mean, this has probably been across the board, across the state these last few years, has probably been the most balanced winning for the entire state. I mean, you've got three MVPs that you're seeing that are in Wisconsin in Yelich, Giannis, and Rodgers. and I mean, yeah. that just – this type of time to be a sports fan in Wisconsin doesn't come around very often. Uh, I hope people recognize that. And – uh, it's, it's, it's special and then hopefully the Packers can make a deep run here and, and this is the best chance that I've seen I remember back you know in that Atlanta game the NFC championship week everybody got sick like coughing and like it was like flu-like symptoms like it, it was a bug around the locker room and they just had no gas in that game everyone was physically ill um, and that, if that doesn't happen you know Maybe they got a chance against Patriots. You remember what happened with uh, the Falcons with a huge halftime lead, and then it's all yeah. So, you know, you just got to get a little bit of magic, and uh, you got to make a little bit of your own luck. And I I think it's going to be an exciting divisional round. I'm excited to watch the games here uh, coming up on wild card weekend. And, yeah, it's uh, it's go time. It's, yes. It's, it's that time. So hopefully you're taking next Sunday off. Oh, yeah. And you can uh, –
0: we can watch the game. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely. Right now. My My boss knows. Like, I don't I don't like working. Yeah. I, I don't always get them off, but nine times out of ten, I get them off, especially during the season. And then after the season, I'll start working, because Sundays are time <laughs> and a half in my job. <laughs> there
1: you go. You're just like, come on, man. I just need ten weekends a year. Yeah. all I need. It's Sundays. <laughs> Give it to me. Help me out. I'll help you out. Help me help you.
0: Exactly. So, is uh is is Inside the Huddle done?
1: No. Uh, We've got Inside the Huddle. We've got Adrian on the show this upcoming Monday. And so we're going to...
0: Does it go all the way through the playoffs?
1: We're going all the way through the playoffs every Monday. So as long as the Packers are alive, uh, so is inside the huddle. So anybody that's listening, it's free to come. We do it Mondays at the Green Bay Distillery at 5.30 in the evening. So it's free. So we'd, we'd love to have you. The players sign a bunch of autographs. And you actually get to meet them and see them up close and learn about their life. And actually... You know, get, get to know them versus just knowing them as, you know, a person with a helmet on whose face you can't see and the name on the back of their jersey and their number. So it's uh, it's fun. I mean, it's I, I think it's the the most fun the fans can have with the players. And it's interactive. You get to ask questions. And, uh, yeah, if you'd like to come check it out, you can watch us on TV on Fox 11. But we'd love to have you in the building at the green Medicillery as well.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good time. Like, I, I was there, Donald Driver was there, and uh... – He's, like, like, so electric. Like, I think that's the only time I've ever seen him up close. Or, like, you know, like... Not that like I was real close, but... Uh, yeah, he, he he's electric with that audience.
1: Oh, yeah. Donald's a special guy. He started the show. And, I mean, everyone that doesn't know a story should read about it. I and mean, it's incredible. And what he's built is incredible. And what he does now, giving back. And, you know, I wish players could recognize what Donald built and the legacy that he created and the interaction with the fans, you don't see that anymore. Especially, you know, Donald did all pre-social media you know, before it got really big. But, you know, Donald has been able to, he, you know, you see him in Wisconsin. Everybody knows Donald Driver. You know, you might have Elton Jenkins or Sean Gary who was the first round pick of the Packers this year. I mean, nobody's, you know, People aren't going to call him by name, but Donald has has made an impact on the community. And, you know, he's he's just a special, special guy. His family's great. And his son Christian's a player. So we'll see if he ends up at Wisconsin. He's got offers all over the place. But uh would be very curious to see. I think uh, this entire state would go crazy if, if Christian Driver yeah. ends up at Wisconsin.
0: They, it would. I remember when, when Driver signed his first big deal and he had like he had like a press conference and everyone knew his story and he kind of talked about it like living in a u-haul truck and uh you know just being coming from rough beginnings and uh like it, it like that's what like made people like cuz just coming from nothing and then fighting so hard like he barely got drafted like he, they weren't even going to draft him they were going to try to get him as a undrafted free agent but they yep. decided to draft him with their last pick and then he ended up making a team, obviously went on to become a legend in Green Bay and uh, made the money to be able to take care of his family. It, it, it's a great story.
1: I'll, I'll end with this. little-known fact. So right after Donald was done, so 2013, Greg Jennings has now just signed a deal with the Vikings. He gets a call from Jennings, and they said, hey, you got any gas left in it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. He's like, but I need you to come to Minnesota. I can get you five years. I can get you $25 million. And he's like twenty five million, and thought about it, thought about it, and then he's just like, no, I only want to play for the Packers. I'm retiring, so he turned down twenty five mil to go to the Vikings, and said he only wanted to play for the Packers, and that's how he decided to end his career.
0: That is crazy. I never, I never knew that. There you go, Donald. Look at Josh Mosley. over your breaking news. <laughs> your breaking <laughs> Enlightenment. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. That, that's pretty crazy. I knew that he wanted to, because. Everyone's seen like what happened with Favre or whatever, and like, and that's all in the past or whatever. But sure. Driver, like, he's an icon. Like, No one in, in Wisconsin can say anything bad about Donald Driver.
1: Nope. So, if you didn't like him now, now you should like him even more. Turned down 25 mil. Wasn't going to put on that purple. So, staying green and gold forever.
0: That's an awesome story. I, I'll make sure I, yeah. I share it with everyone. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I appreciate you coming out. Everyone, check out Josh Moser. He's on Facebook, the Mose Knows, Instagram, and Twitter. He's a great follow. Got all the breaking news with the
2: Packers. And anything that you need to know, just ask him.